0: In the Bible, there are three Gospels um, that are all very much the same. They have the story of Jesus' birth and his life and parables and things like that. Uh, and they're, they're all similar, Matthew, Mark, and Luke being those three particular Gospels. But the fourth Gospel, the Gospel of John, uh, has no birth narrative and is uniquely different from the other three. Hear the Word of God. NRK arke, en halagos, kai halagos, en theon, kai theos, en halagos. Those words, uh, even without translating them, may be familiar to you. In the beginning was the word, And the Word was with God, and God was the Word. And John goes on to say, This one was in the beginning with God. All things through Him came to be, and without Him came to be not one thing that which came into being, in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light in the darkness shines, and the darkness could not comprehend the light." and the Word became flesh, and tabernacled among us, and we gazed upon Him, the glory of Him, glory as of the one and only from the Father, full of grace and truth. If someone were to ask you how do you summarize uh, the Bible I have taught our theology class, and even in church, I 've spoken that there's a really very simple way to describe the story of the Bible, even though I mean, look it 's several thousand pages. You can summarize the Bible this way: God created men through the world into chaos, and God recreated. Of the world. As I told uh, you all a few weeks ago in the sermon uh, at the very beginning of Advent, theologian Michael Williams said that the trajectory of the Bible, the story of the Bible, the trajectory is always from heaven to earth. It's always God coming down and so God in the beginning in Genesis chapter 1 which is the, the play that uh, John is making for your heart. John is making a play in his gospel for your heart and for my heart. In using the exact same words, in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God came down, the Bible says, into the tohu v'bohu, the chaos, the formless, the void. He came into the chaos and created a beautiful world. And in the center of that world, He put His man and His woman in there, and He said, go multiply and fill the earth with more of My image, My glory. Bring it to the entire world. Subdue the tohu, the bohu. Subdue the formless and the void. Subdue the chaos. And instead, they bring more chaos through their sin and their disobedience and through their obstinacy and self-love and self-interest and self-gratification, which, if we're honest, is the problem with us today. It's the problem with every human being. is self-centeredness, self-protection, self-interest. It's what gets us into all of our problems, no matter what they are. And so through the Scripture, you see from creation... Chaos. Man and woman are cast out of the garden. And where do they go? Into the wilderness. Into the tohu Vabohu, Into the formless and void. Into the chaotic world outside. And God again, the trajectory from heaven to earth. God again has to come down to a man named Abraham. Where did he live? In Ur of the Chaldees. As far away from paradise as you could get in that world. He lived in Ur of the Chaldees, far in the east. And God comes into His chaos, a world of idolatry and sin, and He takes Abraham to the the promised land, back to Eden, back to where people belonged, to recreation. But Abraham, like so many of us, failed in his... Abilities to bring the kingdom back into creation. And so the world was thrown into another cycle of chaos. And you have the people, the descendants of Abraham being carried away into slavery into Egypt and spending 400 years in slavery in Egypt until God, again, the trajectory from heaven to earth, God comes down to a man named Moses and takes him into the chaos of Egypt, into the the oppression of slavery and bondage and chains and releases his people from bondage and chains and takes them on a journey back to the garden, back to the land that was promised them. But again, they fail, they disobey God, they begin worshiping idols. And their world goes into chaos. And even though they're in the, in the promised land, they cannot cast out their enemies, they can't conquer the land, they're, they're constantly at war. And so again, God comes down the trajectory of heaven to earth. And He meets a young boy named David, a shepherd. And and tells him, you bring my kingdom. You bring my kingdom to this earth. And David obeys God. And the kingdom of God begins to flourish on earth. David slays the dragon. He slays Goliath. Puts him to death. And it looks like the new creation has finally come. God has brought new creation back to the world. But David fails as well and so the kingdom that existed under David and his son Solomon where the streets to say were paved with gold went back into chaos and decades hundreds of years pass and God comes down in the beginning was the Word and the Word was Theon, The Word was facing God. Face to face. That's what it means. The Word was God. The Word was the perfect image of God. The Word was so perfectly an image of God that it was, in fact, God's own Son. And again, the trajectory of heaven for to earth, the Word became flesh and made His tabernacle, His dwelling, His home with us. But then the chaos came, and Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, was rejected, was arrested, and was tortured and eventually was crucified. And in the garden of Gethsemane, before he entered this horrific ordeal, this true and ultimate tohu v'bohu, this formless and void, this chaos, before he entered that horrible wilderness of death and forsakenness, he got on his knees And he prayed to his father, If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Will you, one more time, will you come down? Will you rescue me? Will you save me? And what opened up before Jesus was not the glorious pearly gates of heaven where he could look into his rightful reward for being the man, the perfect man. But instead, a gaping pit opened up. And he, and he alone of all humanity, was able to look down to the very bottom of what death truly is. See, none of us really know what it is. He saw it, staring back at Him. And He said this, Nevertheless, not My will, but Your will be done. And the gates of heaven snapped shut. And Jesus entered into the chaos for us. He saw death that those who put their trust in Him will never see. He went to the cross and suffered in His own body on the tree, the Apostle Peter tells us, all of our sins, all of them, past, present, and future. And then He says, anyone who puts their trust to Me, come to Me. All you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. I'll make sure you never see the inside of a grave. Your body will die, yes indeed, but you will never see what I saw. You'll never go where I went. You will never experience the forsakenness. You will never hear the Father say, no. The Father will always welcome you into His arms because He sent me out of love for you. He will rescue you. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten Son of God who loved you, and gave Himself for you. And that's what Christmas is every year for us who are putting our trust in Him. As great as all of the, the lights and the trees and the wondrous songs and the glory of Christmas, it all comes down to a man who in the trajectory from heaven to earth came. He was turned away. So that you and I will never be turned away. God will never say no to you. Jesus said, all that come to me, the Father will receive them. He will turn no one away. And so this Christmas, folks, I pray with all of my heart that you will give your life to Him completely, unreservedly. Don't try to clean up your mess first and then come and say, well, you know, I'll get cleaned up a little bit. I'll fix things a little bit. You can't do it. You need somebody to come down and rescue you. You need someone to come into your chaos. He came into mine and He rescued me. And He can come into your chaos and rescue you. And I pray that you'll trust Him this Christmas. Let God come from heaven to earth and make His home, His tabernacle with you. Will you trust Him? I hope you will. Let's pray. Father, we thank You so much for loving us in this way that You would give Your Son for us that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life for You did not send Your Son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through Him might be saved. Help us, Father. Help us to trust You and to believe in Your great Gospel. Amen.